Welcome, welcome on into the first round fantasy podcast. You're home for second round advice. Your first choice for second round advice. Gabriel Maramontes, Jacob Barley today on a lovely Wednesday afternoon. It's been raining the last couple of days, at least where we are. Are Jacob? you the weatherman? Dude, I took a few meteorology classes in college. Nice, nice. I did, and an oceanography class, and an art class. I don't understand why they make you take so many random classes in college. At this point, college should just become an extension of like trade schools, where it's like, I'm going to do what I want to do in this field, and then you should do it. Anyways. Interesting. Well, I've heard like other fantasy podcasts say being a fantasy analyst is like being a weatherman. Like you're making predictions that are sometimes going to be wrong. So, you know what? I don't think I've ever heard it that way before. It kind of makes sense, huh? Yeah, it does. It does. It does. Uh, And then people get mad at you if you get it wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a lot of like Nickelodeon cartoon shows that I've seen. Anyways, I don't want to get off topic here. Thank you for tuning in today. We got a few comments. Let's get to them in just a second here. But before we do, welcome on in. Be Be sure to hit that like button. We appreciate it greatly. Uh, you can follow us anywhere in the media landscape, Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at First Round Fantasy. You can follow us here where you're looking at our faces at First Round Fantasy or wherever you listen to your podcast, most notably Spotify or Apple Premium at First Round Fantasy. Uh, let's go ahead and get into it really quick. Sarju says, Jacob, what is eight minutes, man? Oh, are you? is he, is he knocking on that we're late today? Yeah, basically. Well, all right, no. I'm he, sorry, Canadians are so punctual. He's not. He's talking about like the school. It was scheduled for nine. He's saying even if you're late, just leave it at nine and just hop on when you can instead of like actually pushing it back to nine fifteen or whatever. You know what? Star. Sometimes it's just it's too early in the morning for this. He's he's like our third producer in line. Who's, yeah. Who's it really for? Just come when you're ready. <laughs> <laughs> We love the passion, Star Drew. We love we love the passion. Well, what do you say? But don't just add more time. Oh my goodness. There's one we'll take. LFG. Life feels good. That's right. Yeah, that's what it means. That's what it means. And that is a pet peeve of Star Drew. Star Drew, we will work on it. We will work on it. Uh, we got some questions in the chat, though. Uh, this is for me, but it's not for me. It's from the YouTube channel. So I thought we'd jump into it really quick. This is uh, from, I wish I could get it. To him really quick. Sorry, I forgot your name. A guy on YouTube. He says start Knight, Singletary, or Deontay Foreman this week. Pick two of them. So I think in the scenario where you pick two, I'm going Devin Singletary and Deontay Foreman. Knights just had two horrendous weeks in a row after what would have been such a promising end to the rookie season that he's had. Uh, but I like Singletary and Deontay Foreman here as like I think safer floors at this point. Michael Carter has just assumed all pass catching down work in New York. Knight didn't get any carries the last couple of weeks. What are your thoughts, Jacob? That is interesting. Man, that is actually really tough because Foreman went off. Oh, man. I think I would go Foreman. I mean, how can you not? Well, you can pick two. Oh, no, wait. You can only pick one. You can only pick one. Singletary, Deontay Foreman. Well, look, they're all sharing. They are. They're all Foreman sharing with Hubbard, Singletary's sharing with um, James Cook, and it, I don't. I see Naheem Hines hop in there a little bit more lately. Jonathan Knight, Very Michael true. Carter's there, um, and Knight hasn't done much recently. Um, I would go with Reece. Foreman probably. 
We've seen what happens with Foreman, though. Where he can get 12 carries or 18 carries for 120 yards, and he has 12 fantasy points. Now, that's good. But if he's not getting in the end zone, he's not having a great day. Singletary actually has upside in the end zone. Like, he's had some streaks here where we've seen him yeah. in the end zone over the last month and a half or so. He was my uh, second choice. I'm going to go Singletary for me. Jacob says, because sometimes when I answer these on YouTube, I'm just like, they're going to all just think they're for me. So I got to make sure this one we're divided. So uh, Deontay Foreman for Jacob. Do with this, do with this what you must. Good luck and thanks for <laughs> listening. All right, let's get back to the people that are here today. Uh, Jonah Bartley, first year playing fantasy, many years to come, and I'm in the championship in one league and in the race for third in the other. Dude, great to hear. When your brother's a fantasy football junkie, it's naturally that that addiction and uh, I had the joy of playing in your family league this year, Jacob. It's been amazing, and Jonah's a huge part. But send me invitations last night to play Apex and then ghost me. What's up with that, Jonah? Uh, Sean Hill says my lineup for championship is <clears throat> Geno Smith, Devontae Adams, Keenan Allen, AJ Brown. So it looks like he's going three wide receivers, a three wide receiver setup here. Jacobs, Eckler. Okay, you just won your championship with that lineup. Hawkinson, Kittle, ETM, Deontay Johnson, Campbell, and Lamar on the bench. Any changes I should make? Nah, man. You're, you're pretty much good. Does your lineup end with Kittle? If it ends with Kittle, then maybe start Kittle. I think it ends with ETN. Does it end with ETN? Well, the, he's got- like it says Deontay Johnson, Campbell, and Lamar on the bench. After a period. Or could it be Kittle, Lee, but, and Deontay Johnson, Campbell? I'll tell you what. Back. I cannot answer. I cannot give my opinion on this question. What? what? Are you playing this guy? I'm playing him <laughs> in the championship. <laughs> and look at my luck. Look at this team. I got juggernaut. I got to take down. Dude, that's so, a we'll good see. team. Gino is the only sketchy one there. Honestly, I would look to stream someone else. But in that scenario. Probably why I'm rostering you. three quarterbacks. Do you know where – oh, wait. I, his lineup ends at ETN, he just said. So Deontay Johnson, Campbell, and Lamar on the bench. Uh, dude, yeah. Set it in stone and let Jacob moan. That's the rhyme I came up with. Uh, hello, Jacob. Hello, Star Drew. How are you? Zero degrees or 32 degrees Fahrenheit. That is two degrees away from freezing in America. Star Drew, welcome to the show. We appreciate you. And Sean, thanks, man. I wish you the best of luck. But to be honest, it boosts our resume when our co-hosts can say that we're champions, multi-time champions. <laughs> so best of luck to you. I can't give you all of it, so I'll give you a smidgen of it. Uh, wish you a little bit of luck this week on your fantasy football championships. Whew! That was a breath of fresh air. Great way to start the podcast. Let's get into some uh, 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 other things. How did our semifinals go last week? <sighs> Not well for me. And I'll leave it at that. But I am playing for a third place. Uh, I'm playing for two third place champ, uh, games this week, so I'm happy about it. But it's a great day when your partner in crime is playing for three, count them, three championship matchups this week. I can't wait to see how it goes. I'm rooting mm -hmm. for you in all of them. 
Sorry, Sean. Again, I apologize. How are you feeling, Jacob? I Look, I want to say that I'm humble and grateful that I made it this far. I am, but I want to win all three of those. Very, very bad. Of course I do. Um, just to say that I won three leagues in one year, I think our buddy Gio has won a lot in all the leagues that we play in. I don't think he's won three in one year. Um, he's won two in one year, for sure, multiple times. But uh, he's never won three. So if I could, if I can get that done, that would be a big – but I'm not counting on it. Uh, unfortunately, when, when you play in multiple leagues and you get to this point, um, you're playing against some of the players that you're playing that you have on your rosters because a lot of these teams have the same players because the better performing players are on the championship teams. So I'm going against Eckler and Kittle and a lot of these other players that I also have on my team. So I noticed that I checked all my matchups. I'm like, wait a minute, this guy has like half the guys I have. So it's going to be interesting um, when it really comes down to it, because at that point, I need those guys to go off enough for me to beat my other opponent, but not enough to beat me. So that's going to be very interesting. That's the gamble we all play when we play in multiple fantasy leagues. But yes, I said this once and I'll say it again. It's not me every year. Last year, Gabe had huge success. He won our dynasty league. But just know when you're watching first round fantasy, you're listening to some guys who know what we're talking about. We're winning championships, bringing home trophies, wearing rings. We're doing it big. So stick with us. And you'll you know, succeed. we almost had a rookie. And you, well, now I just feel the need to say it because, yes, sure, I was a championship last year. My team started two and five in Dynasty this year. That was a great. A repeat champion started two and five, came roaring back with a seven win streak to end the season, ended up as the number one seed with that first round bye. And I lost by 20. Uh, with a pretty good lineup. I, I really enjoy my team. There's some changes I have to make, uh, but nonetheless, it was a good ride. Yeah. And for that, I am happy because I consider that an accomplishment. No, it really Guys, was. Fantasy, fantasy is a losing battle. It's like a bad batting average, right? You know someone who's hitting 300, that's great. You're only hitting the ball three times out of every 10 at-bats. It's not that good, right? In fantasy football, it's the same thing. You're not going to win every single time. So you find the small wins where you can, like on base percentage or, you know, OPI, whatever baseball terms there are that make that baseball players feel good about themselves because that's just what baseball players have to do to feel good about themselves. Uh, another piece of fantasy news that we have to talk about. Uh, it looks like Tua Tungamailoa is not going to play. This is probably the biggest piece of news because it's championship weekend. There's Tyreek Hills. There's Jalen Waddles out there. There might even be Raheem Mostarts and Jeff Wilson's out in those lineups. What does this mean for them? Clearly, I'm going to give you the gut reaction. It's altered my uh, rankings this week for Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. And I should say it's negatively impacted them. Jacob, what are your initial impressions? Um, I think it's a slight downgrade, but only because Tua hasn't been playing as well as he has been as he had in the first half of the season. The first half of the season, he was an MVP candidate. Sure. Um. And now he's, ever since that summer, he <laughs> encountered that San Francisco defense, he hasn't been the same. So um, I because of the way two has been playing, it might be like a lateral move or an upgrade. I don't know. 
lateral move or an upgrade. I don't. Uh, 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 scares me. Definitely don't think it's an upgrade. Let's be honest. But Tua Even hasn't been, been struggling well. I get that, but still, back up. We got to look at the matchup here. Um, let's see this real quick. I need. To, I should always have these up because we literally talk about fantasy football, and I don't <laughs> have the matchups up. Uh, let's see. We're in week seventeen. Oh, they're uh, playing uh, New England. Yeah, see, tough matchup already. Tough matchup. Don't like it at all. They're really good about phasing out wide receiver ones. Not even wide receiver ones. They're really good about phasing out their number. That team's number one. But option. nobody's benching Waddle or Hill. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. And you'll see in my rankings, he's still in the top ten. But whereas all year they've been, you know, Hill's been a top five, top four discussion guy every yeah. single week. This year he's falling out of my top five. But we can get to that a little bit later on. Uh, before we get into our dark horses for the week, uh, let's see. Playing Patriots this week, yes, it looked a little tough. Miami versus Patriots, one point game. Patriots isn't that good this year. They're not, but they're feisty. And yes, I use that word appropriately. They're feisty. Uh, they play well when they have to. I think their playoff chances—they're still mathematically in it. So I don't know. It'll be tough, nonetheless. Jacob, you ready for some dark horses? Yes. Mine is not Royce Freeman of the Houston Texans for 40 points guaranteed. Why'd you go with Royce Freeman, man? Locked in. Delete. Gabe said 40 points locked in, championship league winner guaranteed. Royce Freeman. Remember, there was a time. Do you remember there was a time where I was very hyped up on Royce Freeman as a rookie? Uh, In the Denver days? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's rookie days. (laughs) Yeah. I I think a lot of us were. He was supposed to be the guy. And I also think that was like one of our first years, because that was like what almost four or five years ago now. It feels like he's yes. like twenty six now. Uh, I felt like that was right around the time we started Dynasty Hardcore. No, because how long has your Dynasty League been running? Uh, this is the fourth year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So probably right around that time. And I think we were like really excited about rookie running backs for the first time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, thanks. Uh, but I I was thinking about it Dynasty League. I won the first year. Joe won the second year. You won the third year. Now it comes down to me and Justin this year. So we'll see. Mm, I'm rooting for you, buddy. I'm <laughs> rooting for you. Uh, let's highlight last week's. I went with Mike Evans. Yes, unfortunately, it did not pan out as well. I've actually hit quite the nasty streak over the last course of the year. I can't wait to review these. Uh, Jacob went with Tyler Earl Cheer. Didn't start him, but he went with him, and it paid off for whoever did listen. I hope people listen to me on that because I didn't listen to myself. It's okay, man. These things happen. Pivoted. This week, we got some new fresh takes for you. I will preface this by saying, at least for my pick, I don't know how Jacob feels. Uh, and I think yours is a little bit more risque. Uh, you know, we touched on it last week. Every fantasy player is available this week. You are in the championship matchup, maybe the third place matchup, maybe even the toilet bowl this week. And there are a lot of tough decisions you still have to make. These players are likely, at least mine, they're already in your lineup. You're just saying, I'm here to kind of increase the confidence in starting this player. Uh, so I guess I'll just start first. Is that okay, Jacob? Absolutely. Perfect. My dark horse for championship week, week 17 of the fantasy football season, is Juju Smith-Schuster, wide receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs. Listen, he had a down week last week. I understand that they played – uh pretty sparingly uh but Mahomes is gonna do what Mahomes always does this week they play Denver and I understand that Denver was absolutely lit up on the ground by Cam Akers last week 
They fired their head coach. There's so many things that can go wrong over there, and they just are. But before that, this is kind of a preface to this conversation as well. Nobody was starting Cam Akers last week. I saw a stat somewhere that he was started in like 11% of fantasy leagues, and one of those Mm. leagues just happened to be against me. But it's what happens, right? I don't blame anybody. It's the way the fantasy gods have played the things out. With that being said, uh, Mahomes is going to do what Mahomes does. And they've already played Denver once this year. And the last time they played Denver, Juju went off. He had 11 targets, 9 receptions, 97 yards, or 74 yards, and a touchdown. That was a 20-point fantasy production game. I don't think the reason why I brought up the whole Cam Akers excitement was because in ways, teams that are bad, like the Denver Broncos are, they have to find ways to rebound. They're not going to beat the Chiefs. I just – unless they rally, kind of like when Carolina traded CMC and then all of a sudden went on a two-game win streak, right? Things can happen. It's the NFL. All Everybody's capable of winning a game. But they, they can't realistically have a chance against the Kansas City Chiefs. But what I do think they do is they step up that run defense from last week, forcing Mahomes to throw the ball a little bit more, uh, which is what he already does anyways. Who does this favor? I think it favors Juju. He's been playing a lot in the slot lately. He's also been that lead guy behind uh, Travis Kelsey for those mid-range targets. And no defense is intimidating when you have Mahomes as your quarterback. I just think because of the previous ways that he's been playing, Juju's been playing, uh, he's a perfect start this week. I have him as my wide receiver three. I'm starting him over Mike Evans. I'm starting him over Jacoby Myers. So those are some of the decisions that I went through personally. Uh, in setting my lineup this week. But I definitely think he can rebound after having a down game. Before that, he had had two weeks in a row where he saw 10 and 11 targets. Uh, Of course, the down week last week was only four. What better way to rebound than against Denver when you already tore him up? Hey, we talk about Derrick Henry year after year about how he always destroys Houston Texans defense. Why can't Juju always destroy that Denver defense? I'm here to build up your confidence. I'm here to tell you, start Juju Smith-Schuster as your wide receiver three or flex in week 17 of the fantasy football championship. There you go. Yeah. I mean, you could never go wrong starting. I mean, I guess you can, if you started MVS last week, like I did in one <laughs> week, but I guess you can't go wrong starting a Patrick Mahomes top two wide receiver. I guess you could say it's always a chance, you know, they got like three or four guys. It's always a chance. Some of them put up a donut, but it's, there's always a chance some one of them goes off. And Juju's one of the safer options on that team. And to be fair, like you said earlier, the guys that we chose this week, I don't think they're necessarily lineup locks. Because like we said, everybody's available. Not every single team is dealing with major injuries. Um, there hasn't been like a lot of injuries lately in the NFL, knock on wood. Like mm-hmm. There's been like one or t- two significant ones a week. Um, so I think that, you know, co- convincing people to start Juju is something that you got to do because it's, I don't think he's a lineup block. Like, I think he's somebody people are debating in their flex. So if you're co- telling me that you feel comfortable starting on him, starting him then, and I'm questioning it, it might encourage me a little bit. My question is, um, Juju, he plays in the slot still. They move him around, but primarily in the slot. My yeah. question, you know what I'm. Is Patrick Sertain going to be guarding him? Probably not, No, right? probably not. Not on the outside where he usually lines up. So if you're looking at a Denver matchup and you say, okay, Patrick Sertain is going to guard this guy, then you could feel good about the other guys. Because I think – I'm guessing Sertain's going to be 
guarding the guys on the outside, the MBSs, um, those those kind of guys. Because I don't want anything to do with Patrick Sertain. So, um, and uh, that's place to your point. So Juju will be open more. I think he could have a good game. Most definitely. I'm looking it up right now. Question of the day. Who has the better fantasy? Who is currently the better fantasy player? Mike Evans or Juju Smith-Schuster in PPR format scoring? Wow. I mean, I want to I'll tell you right Mike now, Zay Evans, Jones is in front of them. So I, I want to go Mike Evans, but I don't think so. I mean, and Juju, Juju hasn't been good either. Like, Well, he's been good. I'll tell you what. Their wide I receiver think it's Juju, right? They're wide receiver 23 and 24 on the year. Juju is wide receiver 24. But Juju's also okay, missed two but games. still. Juju's missed two games due to injury. Uh, and he's only one point behind Mike Evans. Uh, it just further solidifies my confidence in Juju this week that yeah. he's a good play. He's a rebound play. And I had Mike Evans last week as my dark horse, and he absolutely proved that. So there you have it. Gabriel's dark horse. Juju Smith-Schuster, wide receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs in week 17, your championships for the fantasy football season. Yeah, yeah. He's a he's a good pick. I'm confident in him. He's been in my lineup all year long. Hey, if you long. notice, it's a theme. You went with your boy. I'm going back to my boy. <laughs> well, Jacob, let's not waste any time. Who is your fantasy dark horse? For week 17, fantasy football championship week uh, of this season. So it's redemption time. At the beginning of the year, we chose our ride or die players of the year. Mine was A.J. Dillon of the Green Bay Packers. I didn't think he was going to take the starting role from Aaron Jones. I just thought he was going to get enough work on his own to be a prominent running back to and be solid you know league winner contributor this year first half of the season absolutely did nothing completely disappeared he was a pure handcuff he was droppable in redraft leagues that's how bad it got aj Dillon since week 12 is running back 12 he also has a bye week in there. So let's say he played that week. He would be higher than running back 12, obviously. So I'm looking at this like Aaron Jones has been playing. To be fair, Aaron Jones is a little banged up. Even though he's been on the field playing in games, he has been a little bit banged up here. But... Like I said, since week 12, running back 12. He has five rushing touchdowns in those weeks. He's getting over three targets a game, which doesn't sound like a lot. But, you know, when you're getting a lot of rushing work and you're getting a lot of, um, you know, a few touches in the past game, it all contributes to you being a, a very, very solid play. And, you know, most fantasy players, players they just go look at the fantasy points go look at the fantasy points he's been very very solid in those weeks um so basically he's on the up and up he's having a strong late season performance this is what i was expecting him to be able to do all year i thought he could be a solid even higher end rb2 and that's what we're getting right now aaron jones is still banged up they're playing minnesota 
this week. And Christian Watson might not play. If that happens, they're going to have to lean on the running backs even more, maybe even just A.J. Dillon a little more. So in your championship week, which I don't even have A.J. Dillon on any of my playoffs teams. I have him in a dynasty league that I'm not in the playoffs in. But I'm very excited for his future. Um, So, yes, I think you can depend on A.J. Dillon this week to help you win your championships. Lock it in. Man, oh man, how the mighty have risen. Yes, yeah. he was your he was your uh, ride or die to start the year. And you're right, since week 12, running back 13, running back 6, running back 9, and the running back 20. What you have to love is the carries that he's been getting, double-digit mm-hmm. carries in all of those games. And what you also have to love is his red zone work. He's got five touchdowns in that span. Only one of them has been of a 20-yard run or more. Yeah. Uh, so he's getting the goal line looks. You're banking on the touchdown. What a perfect matchup with Minnesota this week. Aaron Jones also banged up. Jacob, I don't have anything to disagree with. I have everything to love with your pick. And I'm so happy that you can come back and finally say your ride or die is here to stay. A.J. Dillon, Jacob Bartley's Dark Horse of the Week, Week 17. Ice in the background at all. He's going to ice the other team's fantasy lineups. Uh, there we go. Football season. Great pick, Jacob. Great pick. I love it, man. He's been actually surprisingly really, really good as of late. So uh, that's good. And hey, as a fantasy analyst, you got to own that with confidence, man. Like you knew this was going to happen all along. Yeah. Uh, He's your ride or die. He's your ride or die. It took a while, but you got going. You know, side note, and this, this is not going to, we'll I cut the clip him. after this. Side note. You dropped him in our pick six. I just early. said that. I I told you you could have. I would have honestly pushed come to shove. I would have given you a second round pick. You didn't even contact me. You just dropped him. And what happens? Your fantasy nemesis Joseph Morsas picks him up. That was week eleven. He went so, off ever since then. He's been going off. Look what happens. You know what? All that tells me is you're welcome, AJ Dillon. I've released you to the fantasy angels of success. You're out here gifting people. People. I had a lot of good running backs, man, and he just and as the keeper league, and I was gearing up for the playoff push. But you know, I love AJ Dillon. I know, and you know what's weird about that? I don't want to get too into this because it's going to make me sound lousy. But it was literally between him, Judy, and Sutton, and it's like I could have just dropped Sutton. I never would have started the guy. I never would have started. It's okay, whatever. So it's always nice to have running back depth too, and uh. You know, I had a gut. Okay, we gotta today. you gotta keep Joe Joe's roster happy in that league so he doesn't leave. So <laughs> I know, kind of like how last year he picked up DeAndre Swift. If he didn't get Swift, he would have left. He so would have been gone. He would have now been he gone. has Dylan too. <laughs> so I love it, man. I absolutely love it. Well, it's been great. It's been fun. It's time to move on. You're ready to talk some rankings this week. Jacob, oh, yeah. before we get started, who is one of the most uh, – who are you most eager to figure out their ranking this week while I get it set up? Interesting. Um, okay. So, I mean, I am, cur- I am curious where you have AJ – like where you had AJ Dillon before this conversation. Like I'm, okay. I am curious about that. I'm curious where you have Travis Etienne because he is playing Houston, but – the Jaguars have nothing. This ma- this game this week is irrelevant for the Jaguars. No matter what happens, but 
between the Titans and the Jaguars this week. They can both lose. They can both win. One of them can lose. One of them can win. It comes down to next week for who wins the division. So does that mean they're going to rest ETN? That's that's worrisome. Um, and I'm curious where you have Gabe Davis. Mm. If he even made the top 30, which he probably didn't. Gabe Davis did not make the top 30. I don't blame you. Oh, I'm also but, curious where you have George Pickens as well. George Pickens is in there. I'm realizing that I have a blank spot, and I don't know who was there originally. Now I have to back up and figure Gabe out. Gabe Davis. No. No. Oh, I see. I see. I see. I see. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. All good questions. And in time, you will find that uh, some of them are there and some of them are not. And that's just the way our cookie crumbles. Let me go ahead and get it pulled up here. We're going to start with our running back first. It's always weird when I go back and back because I never know what's left. So I'm just going to start again. Uh, let's go ahead and take a look at this week's running back and wide receiver rankings as I get it up on screen here. And here they are. Let me go ahead and get the Monstro zoom in as well so we can take a look and see. Ah, there we are. Not a lot of change at the top this week. Hey, it feels like I've been saying that for the last six or seven weeks or so. CMC, Eckler, Dalvin Cook, Saquon Barley, Ramondre Stevenson round out the top five. Then we come to our most noticeable drop so far. It's Derek Henry. You kind of alluded to it. We've talked about it. Um, and also, Derek, I, listen, the, I don't know if you've heard the speculations about what's been going on. Supposedly, this game means absolutely nothing. I just said that. I know, that? I know, oh. but it was for the clip purpose. Now you're, oh, okay, go ahead, go ahead, my bad. <laughs> but yes, you alluded to it already. This game means absolutely nothing to them. How does that affect Derrick Henry's ranking? At the end of the day, if he plays, you're going to start him. Like, you just have to. because. So you aren't could, buying the Hassan Haskins hype? I, I'm not in the sense that, there's a world where you can start. I don't think you have both of them. Maybe you do. Let's just say you have both of them, right? It's reasonable to have the insurance, right? Especially this this late in the season where you finally just picked him up, right? You're probably one of the only guys that actually are interested in Hassan Haskins. Um, maybe your opponent to handcuff you. I don't know. But I just think that if Derrick Henry plays a quarter, and they're playing Dallas. Dallas is, you know, middle of the pack in terms of stopping the run. If he even just plays the first half, maybe the first quarter, what does that look like? Is that five carries for 40 yards and a touchdown? Is that three carries for 23 yards and a touchdown? If he plays the first half, is that nine carries for 60? We also have to imagine that Malik Willis is quarterback. They're running the ball even more so than what they do with Ryan Tannehill. So because of that, he's my running back six this week. He also has the potential to dramatically fall out of this discussion. He also has the potential to rise up to where he was. This is purely based on preference. We don't know what's going to happen yet. We just have to wait until later in the week to figure out what's going on. If he's not playing, he's not playing. Hassan Haskins is probably definitely a top 30 running back this week. For me. If he is playing, I want to know how much. And we don't know that right now as of Wednesday morning. So... Tune in your ears to other radio podcasts, to other NFL news channels, and figure it out then. We'll keep you updated on the tweets as well. But as of right now, running back six is where he's at for me. 
And I think that running back six projection is like a half of one because I think he can bust a touchdown out. I think he can get 50, 60 yards out and have a good day. Uh, James Conner, Travis Etienne moves up 14 spots, mainly just because of the matchup. And despite fumbling time and time again, he's still getting the workload. Yes, Jermichael Hasey doesn't bother me too much. Uh, Josh Jacobs has a tough matchup against San Francisco. Tony Pollard has a similar tough matchup on Thursday night against the Tennessee Titans. That rounds out my top 10. Let's go ahead and look at 10 through 20. Aaron Jones, Joe Mixon, Nick Chubb, Kamara, all of those guys have relatively fluctuated. It was nice to see Kamara have a bounce back week uh, last week. Kenneth Walker moved up five spots for me. He takes on the New York Jets. Jarek McKinnon, he just keeps crouching on. And I just, it still seems so fluky to me, but he's finally a top 15 running back. And like we talked about last week, definitely top 10 upside. Najee Harris, David Montgomery, Cam Akers, welcome to the top 30. He was not there last week, but he wasn't in anybody's top 30, and he ruined my fantasy season. So good job to him. Good job to fantasy managers of Cam Akers. You got yourself another guy you can count on as he doubles down against the Los Angeles Chargers, who, unlike the Denver Broncos, actually can't stop the run. So, yeah, have fun. Miles Sanders, Ezekiel Elliott fall five and six spots respectively for me this week. There's your man, A.J. Dillon, Dark Horse of the Week. He's a high-end running back, two for me. Nice. I like it. Uh, technically, that makes him right outside a low-end running back, too, but he's got high running back, two upside for sure, without a doubt. Brian Robinson, Jr., dealing with all of the injuries that are coming with uh, Antonio Gibson. I have him ranked accordingly, DeAndre Swift. J.K. Dobbins and Isaiah Pacheco fall noticeably eight and seven spots. I see your question right there. We'll be sure to get to that in just a second, Jacob. Um, Tyler Algier, your dark horse from last week, gets another great matchup and an opportunity to succeed. He's a low volume running back three for me. Also, a really great flex play. Is kind of hey, I got to say, regardless of whether I took my own advice or not, one of my better calls of the year. <laughs> <laughs> like Tyler Algier, even even well, though I think <laughs> I, I gained credit for making the call and then I lose credit for st- not starting him. So I'm back at zero. I mean, people just have to love that we're honest, right? Because you could have yeah. just not said anything at all about it. I know, I know. But I, I was so shameful. Yeah, don't be shameful, man. Don't be shameful. Singletary, White, and Jamal Williams round out my top 30 for me this week. And for some reason, I don't do I just don't do it well because I'm missing that 30 spot. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why it's not there. So there's your top 29 for uh, looking at the running back landscape. Your top – Gabe's top 29 running backs for – Let's be different, 17. Jacob. Let's be different. No more – why do we like always have to – Our top 13 tight ends for the year. <laughs> oh. Yeah, why do people – why are people so obsessed with rounding, right? Like, let's just leave it. <laughs> leave it at that odd – We number. should start that, like – Gabe's top 17 dynasty quarterbacks. Like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's I'm do, all for it. Because, like, it's going to catch eyes, if anything. It will catch eyes. Top 11. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who said we right. ever have to settle on, like, either a five or a zero? Like, come on. Dude, it's the narrative. It's the ability to round and look clean. We don't want to look clean, man. We want to look messy. Give us 13 quarterbacks you think are going to start five. We're going to start that next year. It is an odd year, 2023, so there we go. 2023, it's a great year to do odd things. I love it. Jacob, any questions, concerns, or comments about the running back lineups this week? 
our rankings this week? Yeah, I'm curious. So, Ramondre Stevenson, very disappointing week last week. Very. Um, lost people, some, you know, tickets to the championship. Sad, sad Why day. so confident in him this week? I just don't think that that happens again, man. Like, you talk about you talk about rebounding games all the time. And who's in a better position than Mondre Stevenson against Miami's defense has been fairly beat up over the last couple of weeks. Has a perfect opportunity to it, – it, it's the bounce-back scenario. Uh, that lineup is messed up. Mac Jones is clearly just – I don't know if you've seen or you saw his passes last week. This guy is just – He's just throwing the ball, man. He's throwing into triple coverage. He's throwing Hail Marys. Jacoby's Myers touchdown last week was an absolute float, batted down off another opposing player, off his teammates' play, uh, teammates' hands. And I just think primarily this team is a run-first team. Ramondre Stevenson is the benefactor of that. And he's going to have success, and he finds himself even higher this week. And I like the matchup, too, against Miami. Okay. Okay. Um, we talked about Etienne a little bit. Um, does it worry you that the mat the game means nothing for Etienne? We talked about it for Henry, but does it affect Etienne at all? No, not necessarily. I think that now what we do have to know here, and this is going to make me sound very aged, Jacob. Does the game mean nothing because Jacksonville's not in the playoffs? No, because. No, they, they will, they could be. So, so this, this game means more for Jacksonville than it does. No, for it doesn't mean clearly. anything for anyone. So, oh, for the oh. Titans or the Jags, they play next week. So yes, the winner of yes, that yes, game yes, yes, makes yes. It, I see what you're wins saying. the division. My apologies. My apologies. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think it. I don't think it bothers me in that sense. The way it does. Derrick Henry is a 28-year-old running back. True, you're ETN right. ETN is a developing second-year running back looking to get more work. Um, I love the carry totals for him over the last couple of weeks. 20 carries, 19, 17. He's just been getting double-digit carries for the last six weeks now. Uh, and despite all of his fumbles, you know, they're still riding the hot hand with him, and what a better way to bounce back. We're talking about a lot of guys who are potentially bouncing back here uh, than against Houston, number one defense, giving it up against the run. So that is why I have Travis Etienne ranked accordingly. No, that works, man. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I had. Running pretty much, pretty much all you have. Pretty much all you got. Uh, let's take a minute here before we get into the wide receivers for this part of the show. First round fantasy flex. That's you, Jacob Davis or Pacheco this week. If you're referring to Gabriel Davis or Isaiah Pacheco, I'm going with Isaiah Pacheco. We're not getting burned. We're not having this discussion about Gabe Davis. What could be, again. what can't be. He again. hasn't done it for seven straight weeks. He's not going to do it again. He what did have you just a relatively Monday night action, though? Sure, sure, fine, do it. If you're on the toilet bowl, go ahead and do it. But he, if he has that blow-up game, you're not going to be upset about it because you're not starting. He's had well, hold on, though. Pacheco's playing game. Denver. You dropped him down seven spots to number 25. I understand that. And I did say that Denver's bound to rebound themselves in terms of stopping the run. But it's the Chiefs, man. It's the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. And he's running back 25. So he's still a high-end running back, too. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. It better be fair. Uh, Ken Meyer or K Meyer, sorry, I didn't mean to just give you a first name, says, which defense do you prefer, Dallas, 
New York Giants or the Jags? Well, to note that, we have to look at the matchups. Uh, so look, we got here. You can look Titans. at your running back rankings to figure it out. Um, oh, I Ellie plays yeah, Tennessee. Dallas, yeah, Dallas plays Tennessee. Oh, I would play and, Dallas. I would play Dallas because of Malik Willis. Uh, two interceptions last week. Isn't throwing the ball a lot. They're going to be. And what are they going to do? Not, they don't need to win the game. So we may not even see Derrick Henry. Yeah. I think that's, that's, that's your choice right there for me, man. Hopefully it works out for you. And Meyer, welcome, dude. Pretty sure we haven't seen you before. Nice to have you stop on by. Uh, the Dynasty Narrative says Seattle, Tampa Bay. Uh, oh, I think that was to their earlier question earlier. Oh, star- oh, we never got to it. Let's get to it now. Start two Pollard, White, or Walker. Uh, definitely going with Pollard and Walker. I like it. Jacob? Interesting. So what Tony Pollard's banged up. Um, obviously, if he's out, then you start the other two. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, um, yeah. does that worry you at all? What if uh, he what if he aggravates his injury and then he's out of the game? No, I don't. I just it's one of those things where you have to follow the injury report. Yeah, but I don't let injury. You start your studs. And Pollard has moved himself into the step yeah. category. Um, and I just – I like him better. I like him better than White. They also play yeah. Carolina. Carolina, been, we've been talking about the Detroit Lions as of late, about how they've been playing so much better. Their defense has been better. Carolina is also in that discussion of a team that's just kind of been playing better. They've been winning games. They've been holding opponents to lesser points. Um and Tom Brady isn't Tom Brady, which means that offense isn't functioning like it should. Yes, I know that Rashad White's been getting some love. He's been having some fantasy success. But it's also been a roller coaster. Pollard and Walker are your sure things. You're starting those guys. Yes. Uh, let's see. He also says, Flex, Drake London or Brian Robinson? <laughs> if you can wait, the Dynasty narrative. Excuse the massive vomiting in the background if you can wait <laughs> we'll get to the wide receivers in just a minute and you'll see why that's an interesting one because they're yeah, both kind of on the up and up they're both on the up and up and uh that's just, interesting just just wait just wait meyer says also do you prefer ayuk or chark in half ppr <sighs> that's probably the tougher one and the i think niners do leaning- play the the Raiders yeah, this I'd, week. I'd hate to say it, but it, it's looking like an Aya kind of day. It's looking like an Aya kind of we'll day. We'll talk more about this sure. later, but why are people not giving DJ Chark the respect he deserves? He's still being ranked very low. He's super cheap on DFS. Like, it's okay. Keep him under the radar for people like me who are, are appreciating how great he's been this second half of the season. But Chark needs some more love. But I do agree Whatever that has meant since Debo has gone down, Ayuk has, is the number one wide receiver on the Niners. Not necessarily like it hasn't translated into the best fantasy results. Kind of George Kittle is kind of the number one wide receiver, but I, I mean they he's both have a good game against Vegas. They both have extremely good matchups too. Um, Get them both in there. Who else you got in your lineup? Yeah, let us know who else you got. Because honestly, once I saw who DJ Chark was playing, the Chicago Bears. I kind of like that matchup a little bit more. I mean, I get yeah. it. Las Vegas. Well, the problem sucks. is, I think, look, Chark has been way more consistent. And Ayuk. As of late. Yeah, for sure. And you don't know, like, is it going to be a big Kittle game? Is it going to be a big CMC game? Like, there's too many mouths to feed. And they love throwing, like, Ray Ray McLeod and Juwan Jennings. Like, they're so, they spread the ball around a lot. So, yeah. 
I would maybe go to Chark, even though we talked about it. They have a what do we call them? Like a the platoon army over there, a platoon, yeah, of wide receivers out in Detroit. But Chark is consistently finding himself atop of that platoon. Nah, Mayor, listen to your gut. I've just decided myself. It's Chark for me. It's DJ Chark for me. That's who I'm going with. Uh, he's he's bound to have a great game. And make it two in a row and not this roller coaster that we've seen him riding the last couple of weeks. He goes on to say, Thanks, guys. No, 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 man. Thank you. Now, since you're new to the show, I feel obligated to tell you that because we gave you advice and you were a sounding wall to us, you got to give us a like. But if we got it right down the road on Sunday, come back, subscribe to the channel. If we got it wrong, come back again. Give us another try. He also says Higgins is his wide receiver one. Interesting choice, but hey, if you're going to have a wide receiver two be your wide receiver one, Higgins is your guy because he's got the upside for it. Let's get, speaking of wide receivers, to our wide receiver rankings. Bam, here they are. Not a lot of change at the top, as always. I say it all the time. Uh, Jefferson, Chase, Adams, Diggs, and Hill round out your top five. Yes, Hill takes a noticeable dip, but as you can tell, he's still there in the top five discussion. He's been riding the one, two, three spot for me as of late. I only make changes to uh, the actual coloring of these when they have dropped or risen more than four or less than four spots. So he hasn't fallen that far. He's still in the top five discussion, meaning Jacob, like you said, it's a lateral move or maybe for the better. Nice call there. Uh, CD Lamb moves up five spots, gets Tennessee, AJ Brown, DK Metcalf. <clears throat> also, it looks like I have two A.J. Browns. Oh, that's because one of them is Amon Ron St. Brown going up against Chicago. D.K. Metcalf, New York Jets. A.J. Brown with another week of Minshew in the, in the cards for him. Takes on a tougher matchup against the New Orleans Saints. He moves down four spots. Speaking of Meyer, you do have a wide receiver one on your hands. And that's right. Higgins moves up six spots for me into the number 10 spot this week. Nice. Keenan Allen and Garrett Wilson. Round out your wide receiver ones. Welcome back, Garrett Wilson. Gets a good matchup against the Seattle Seahawks. DeAndre Hopkins, Chris Godwin falls seven spots this week. I don't know why I have him playing 70 different teams this week. Let's get that situated. Thank you. Uh, Devontae Smith and Jerry Judy rise respectively this week. Seven and ten spots. I love the matchup Jerry Judy has against Kansas City, regardless of who's quarterback. Geno Smith, yes, couldn't do anything. Um, I just think this team's going to be running the going to be throwing the ball. They're going to be down a lot. That bodes well for Jerry Judy. Terry McLaurin, Mike Williams, Juju Smith-Schuster, my dark horse of the week, uh, round out the top 20 for me. So making Juju that high-volume wide receiver, too, that we know him to be. Uh, DJ Moore, welcome to the top 30, my friend. He rises all the way up into 21 this week. Deontay Johnson, Amari Cooper, Michael Pittman, and Zay Jones round out the top 25. And the bottom half this week, Mike Evans. My have the mighty have fallen time and time again. Still finds himself somewhere in the top 30, but down 12 spots from last week where he was my dark horse. I called it out. It did not come to fruition. I can easily see a scenario where if Christian Watson is healthy, he jumps him dramatically. Brendan Ayuk and Jacoby Myers. And look, there's Drake London, who we were just talking about with the dynasty narrative, Drake London or Brian Robinson this week. I have Robinson a little bit higher in terms of the running back rankings, but we see it time and time again that wide receivers produce more than running backs. And what I mean by that is they typically outscore them, especially when we're talking about these guys in the mid-20s. So I lean Drake London this week. 
That's a good matchup against Arizona. And again, part of the narrative last week in that Mike Evans pick was Arizona typically shuts down wide receiver ones. Drake London is the wide receiver one for this week, but they don't have a lot to cause. I see Desmond Ritter targeting him a lot, uh, or at least a lot of what he is throwing because he doesn't throw the ball yeah. a lot. Um, but yeah, runs up my top 30. And Yes, I acknowledge that we just gave advice to start DJ Chark over Brandon Ayuk, and yet Brandon Ayuk is wide receiver 28 for me this week, and DJ Chark is nowhere to be found. I've got reaction after some careful consideration. I will move him into my top 30. It's called changing your mind. It's called changing your mind, and guess what? I can do it whenever I want. Exactly. Booyah! But no, no, no. In in reality, uh, it's Brandon Ayuk. He's out. Jacoby Myers, Drake London move up. DJ Shark flies into that happy flex role at as a wide receiver three. Interesting. So you you do lean London over Robinson. I do. I do lean London over Robinson. Yeah, surprisingly, he's been his most consistent with Ritter, even though Ritter is barely doing anything, which is interesting. <laughs> I mean, London was had a few good games at the beginning of the year, but he disappeared for a while. Yeah, man. I mean, your list looks good. I don't have any major discrepancies or anything like that we can move up a little bit more interesting okay i mean garrett wilson is uh is interesting we know mike white's back right and they're playing seattle you have him at 12 which is i think that's right about right you can't have him much higher than that even though his ceiling like we talked about with mike white is higher than 12 right much higher than 12 and you know it's like I don't think he has a better day than the top dogs, right? You get into that discussion. You're talking about the best of the best. Uh, Keenan Allen right there, though, he can jump Keenan Allen this week. He can have a better day, especially because Herbert hasn't been himself. And that's someone else who we haven't talked about a lot lately, right? We were talking about who hasn't been themselves lately. Someone. But uh, the other big elephant in the room is Herbert. Uh, He has not been playing well as of late. And, you know, I see him here. I see Keenan Allen here. There's a world where those can jump. Those two can flip flop for sure. Awesome. Well, there you have it. Took us some time. We wanted to stop and get to some people in the chat as well. But thank you. Those are your running back and wide receiver rankings for week 17 when it matters the most for your fantasy football season. All right, Jacob, we got one more thing to do and I never have it up. Let's get to some comments while we transition. Got to start too. Jeff Wilson, Pacheco, Chart, Montgomery. Oh, that's uh, Jeff David Wilson, Pacheco, Ma- Shark, Montgomery. Okay, I'd probably Ooh. go Montgomery. And if you want the spark, if you want mm. that blow up, you're going DJ Shark. So Montgomery Shark for me. I would stay away from Jeff Wilson, honestly. Yeah, no, 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 starting him. But you got to decide between the other three. Is it full PPR? Um, then Shark would be, I think ah, it's hard not to start Chark, but then you got two starting running backs. Hey, Khalil Herbert's back, which I don't think is nothing. Um, So, yeah, that's a tough one. But I I would go, who did the Bears play this week? I will tell you right now, the Bears play Detroit. Oh, mm. pivot much? So, all right, Detroit – run defense has been better except for last week they got ran over by the carolina panthers by both running backs so does that something to say that montgomery does that mean montgomery is going to have a good game against them 
or does that mean that Detroit gets back to defending the run well? Man, who knows? At this point, it I, truly right. We just talked about it with the Denver defense as well. Um, it makes me pivot a little bit. It does make me a little bit scared. Mm. Isaiah Pacheco, DJ Chark, kind of leaning that road now. Definitely no Jeff Wilson. Yeah, yeah I'm leaning Chark back. and Pacheco if full PPR. If it's half PPR or standard, which I doubt it is, um, I would go Pacheco and Montgomery. Well, if it's full PPR, too, you also have to think about, uh, no, no. Actually, no, no, no. I'm going back. I'm going back. I'm going back again. David Montgomery, listen to your gut. DJ Chark. David Montgomery's yeah. getting passing down work. I think if it good. really came down to it, and this is my team, I'm probably going Pacheco and Montgomery, even though I really want to find a way to get Chark in there. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Pacheco, uh, Montgomery, and Chark for. I, I think I truly think we're talking about oh, over Pacheco. Yeah, because you said PPR. If if it's PPR, I go Montgomery. He's getting five targets a game, four catches a game. Oh, okay. Pacheco's not getting any love. Yeah, half you know PPR. what? I agree with you. I if that case, Montgomery and Chark. Half PPR. Um, I, I half PPR though. I think it changes dramatically. I think Pacheco's more like. Then you go with both running backs, right? Uh. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll go with both running backs at that point. Man, who would have thought, right? The scoring format matters so much. Why did Star Juice come out of nowhere and ball out? Star Juice says Bears versus Lions. Uh, he'd pick anyone in this game. He thinks it could be a big scoring game this week. Definitely, man. Start your uh, you heard Justin him. Fields. Fire up Chase Claypool. You heard him. <laughs> no, but we were just talking about David Montgomery. Uh, definitely your. Detroit Lions. I don't really know who you'd be starting. Yeah, Chase Claypool. No, you're really just starting Justin Fields and Montgomery. And then on the other side, you're starting any wide receiver you want to, I guess. Uh, Jared Goff, Jamal Williams, DeAndre Swift. He's in the top 20, but kind of scary. Uh, Jacob, I'm getting private comments from you. That means let's get going. Pull up your stuff, man. Pull up your stuff. Let's see your FanDuel lineup. I went first last week. Let's take a look at our DF plays for week 18, 17, when it matters the most. Jacob, are you ready I'm to ready. unveil ready. your lineup to me? Let's do it. Oh, I forgot. We've got to do this little split screen thing here. Let's do that. Do All right. Stream. Here we go. I love this view. Ever since we figured this out, <coughs> it's a beautiful view. Okay, so my uh, FanDuel lineup. All right, first of all, we, Gabe keeps skipping over, going over the last week for some reason, of these past two weeks, and that's because I won again. So now <laughs> we are, ever since we started this, this is our fifth week, so it is two and two. It is two and two. So we didn't come up with any rewards or punishments this season but this is our little practice for next season because we're definitely doing this all year next year and we'll have a little bet like whether it's like one of us wears a nine or a rare jersey on the podcast something like that that would be interesting all um, right get to it mr 15 minutes let's go yes so my dfs lineup for this week what do i always say i'm going big dog at quarterback i'm going big dog at tight end so that probably gives you a hint who my tight end is. But Patrick Mahomes, I know he's playing Denver, but what did you say earlier, Gabe? Good defenses don't scare Patrick Mahomes. And they shouldn't scare you if you have Patrick Mahomes or if you're using him in DFS. Um, this Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, 
they don't care if they're up by 21. They want to keep pouring it on. So I think uh, they're going to have another great game. Um, we talked about it all episode long. Who's There's been an A.J. Dillon theme this whole episode. And, of course, I have him in my DFS lineup right here. <coughs> I went to the bargain bin, the, the $5 DVD bin at, at Walmart to grab me some Khalil Herbert, a running back that I absolutely love, but maybe not get the chances uh, because Montgomery is ahead of him. He's returning from injury. But if there's, we've seen it multiple times last year and this year, there's somebody who's can, who can pop off, even though he's playing behind David Montgomery, it's Khalil Herbert. He's done it multiple times. Both running backs in Carolina went off on Detroit last week. So it's possible. It's possible. Um, then I got Jerry Judy here. Um, he has a good matchup. They're going to be behind the whole game, or it's going to be a shootout. So Jerry Judy's going to get some action. I got George Pickens, another great matchup. If Here's my rule. If if Pickett is in, Pickens is in. That's my new rule. Pickett in, Pickens in. And my lineups, my DFS, everything. My flex spot. Or no, my third wide receiver, excuse me. Romeo Dobbs, Christian Watson might not play this week and they're playing Minnesota. Well, how do you think that game's going to go? It's going to be a 33 to 31 game. Minnesota's going to win on a field goal in overtime or the fourth quarter. That's what's going to happen. And Romeo Dobbs is going to be right in the middle of that. I feel good about that. Of course, we got Travis Kelsey, automatic. And then we got another guy that we talked about a lot this episode, DJ Chark. Then I have to roll with the 49ers defense. Gabe, you've been smiling this whole time. Does this mean we have a lot of crossover here? Not a ton of crossover. I actually um, love my lineup other than my bargain bin running back, which I still love. I like my lineup a lot. I think this was a good week for wide receivers, and both of us went deep with our wide receiver picks this week. Uh, we have a little bit of crossover. I'm excited to let you see that, but not a whole lot, not a whole lot. So I'll pull up mine as well right now. And it starts off with the man who's returning. He's my technically one of my bargain QBs this week. That's Mike White taking on Seattle. That's your this boy, week. man. I just, you know what? Yeah, I like him, dude. He, he throws the ball. And that's something that I hope he's like a lot of. the guaranteed starter next year. Yeah, I hope so too. But you know, anything. No, oh, sorry. They're house. gonna sign Jimmy Garoppolo. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> Can you just stop? Oh, I'm sorry. Babe, you okay? Yeah. Anyway, uh, yes, Mike White is the QB for me. Then I had to pay up. Who did I pay up for? The best. CMC gets a nice matchup against the Las Vegas Raiders this week. The best. Rounding it out, the running back room with Dalvin Cook, the only two running backs on my roster this week. He takes on the Green Bay Packers. Like you said, an imminent shootout is upon us. But – I think Dalvin Cook gets some love as well on the ground. Jerry Judy, that's where our crossover starts. And then after Jerry Judy, there's just a little bit of mixing and matching. You went George Pickens. I went Deontay Johnson. So we both got Judy in. Nice. Yeah. So we both got some – we both got Judy in. We both have some Steelers as well. Uh, I just like the targets that Deontay Johnson has been getting. But what scares me is he hasn't caught a touchdown all year. He's got, like, the most targets without a touchdown. He broke a record last week. It's crazy. Uh, maybe he finds pay door. But I'm just looking at his volume, and I like what he, I think what he can do this week. 
I also have another Packer. I have Alan Lazard, not Romeo Dobbs. Also, we have to bank that, you know, Christian Watson could play this week, even though he's questionable as of right now. He could play. Uh, but as of right now, that's where I have him. Jelani Woods is my bargain tight end this week. Hey, Nick Foles. Th- there was a time where, and I like to just pull up game logs here. There was a time where look at look at the look at the workload he was getting. Look at the touchdowns. Not a lot, actually. Anyways, he <laughs> said, I like Jelani Woods. Uh, Zay Jones, welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, he's my flex this week. And I got the Philadelphia Eagles defense going up against New Orleans. Um, they've been playing tough. They've been playing good. Even though they lost last week and got loaded up, <coughs> I still like them against the Saints this week. So, overall, uh, both of our lineups, I like what you got, Jacob. I like what you got. I, I kind of like it a that little bit more It is interesting that we both went Pittsburgh and Packers wide receivers, but different ones. Yeah, the the where I feel most secure, uh, obviously, are my running backs. Well, you know where? Uh, okay, you went superstar running backs. I went superstar quarterback and tight end. Yes. So that's yeah. the difference here. That's where we spent up. And that's the narrative that is being set. Who comes out on top? We'll find out. Hey, if we play week eighteen, we could tie. So yeah, we're gonna play week eighteen. So we're gonna right? come on here and just do a DFS show for week eighteen. Yes, we are gonna be here for week eighteen. So by the way, we don't play in week eighteen season long fantasy. I don't know who does that. I think Jonah has one because he plays in uh, his chant. His playoff matchups are two weeks long, so it's like oh, seventeen and eighteen. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, so he'll be playing in week eighteen. But the problem with that is a lot of players will sit out. Um, because they have play, uh, playoff spots locked up and everything. But we will do something next week. Definitely a DFS. We'll have something and some clips. And also, keep an eye out for our shorts. We're going to start doing a lot more around here, I think. Right, Dave? Yes. Very right. I don't know why I said it like that. You can also – well, I, actually, should I just acknowledge it's time to get out of here? It is. Um, And I know I haven't been around lately, but Sunday morning tailgate – Let's do it. It's the last one of the year. Thank you so much for stopping by today. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at First Round Fantasy, where you're looking at our beautiful faces right now at First Round Fantasy on the YouTube screen. Or you can find us wherever you listen to your podcast, most notably Spotify or Apple Premium. It's been a great show. We appreciate all of you. Be sure to drop that like button. I don't like when people say that and I say it. Be sure to please. Click the like button. Thanks for stopping by. We appreciate you. Um, and good luck to your fantasy football. If you're listening to this, you're playing for a toilet bowl. You're playing for seventh place. You're playing for fifth place. You're playing for a championship. Regardless, you're playing for something, and we're happy that you got to listen to it here with us. Thank you so much for stopping by. Jacob, you got the uh, you got it, you got us taped up, ready to go. Pretty soon here. Well, you then, think of your hot take. Oh, I got it, baby. I got Let's it. Let's go. I got it. New Year's Eve. No. Wait. Oh, not New Year's Day. Okay. No. No, no, no. It's New Year's Eve. Now, Jacob, now you just ruined my hot take, dude. I know where you're going, but it's not uh, happening. Thanks for the show, Jacob. No, thank you, Star Drew. We appreciate it. It's not you happening. So, so much. Yes, it is happening. It is happening. Here it is. How did we <laughs> talk about this all episode long? Sunday, January 1st. The Las Vegas Raiders welcome the San Francisco 49ers who are on an eight-game win streak. And it ends. 
in the dome of the desert as the Raiders take down the San Francisco 49ers 27-14. Derek Carr, Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, welcome back. You're catching a touchdown. It's going down and it's happening. On New Year's Day, New Year's, new problems for the San Francisco 49ers. Good luck to everyone except for the San Francisco 49ers. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Peace. Thank you.